Oscar, you have this ride. What's it called? The Britain Fun Ride. You plant a tree? The last ones that I've done, yes, we do. We ride for about 20 miles, and then uh, we stop at a school, and we have the students come out, and we plant the tree. Like a bunch of guys in spandex and uh, funny shoes, you know, a couple of shovels, and the kids get to uh, participate. And there's a, usually a group called Tree Circus, and they do the educational part of the whole thing for the students. So they teach them the importance of trees and uh, how they protect the environment, keep the climate cooler around homes and things like that, and save energy, and uh, provide food and jobs for people like me. I live off of trees, really. That's how I make my living. Right after that, there's like people that keep on riding and, and they do like a, 100 miles or what have you. Where? So that's the Britain Fund. And this is right. in Santa Rosa, was it? Yes. The Western Chapter ISA, International Society of Arboriculture, is uh, Hawaii, California, Nevada, and Arizona. That's the Western Chapter. Arboriculture. Arboriculture, um, the study of trees. Yeah, so uh, it's a, sometimes it's not even listed as an occupation, so it's hard for me to fill out some paperwork sometimes. But at any rate, the ride is held together with the conference, which is put on by the Western Chapter. It happens in different cities in the Western area. The conference happens in different places, different years, so they move it around. This time it's going to be in Santa Rosa. We're all going to meet there, do the ride, and then go to the ISA conference. This ride is your idea? No, I don't really know the history of the actual ride, but um, Doug Anderson has been like the lead. He's an arborist. He owns a company, and he organizes the bike route and where we're going to go plant the trees and all that stuff. So he's in charge of doing that part of the organizing for the ride. Have you been to Santa Rosa? No, I haven't. Okay. I passed by it a long, long time ago, just the freeway, but it's been devastated by the fires. And uh, so I'll, I'll get to see some of that. Are you expecting people to come join the ride, or are you expecting them to support? It might be a little late to start. This ride, you only have to raise like $650 for the Britain Fund. It's a very easy amount of money to raise, I think, in comparison to other things that are out there and manageable so it doesn't stress me out becomes a job so uh it's something that anybody can join and do and you don't have to be a an arborist so you could just join and do it and uh you know you could pick how many miles you want to do it's uh it's uh happening on the 23rd of april so i'm sure people can still join but also i'm doing a lot of things to raise money in the last few weeks. I think I posted a, a link to my fundraiser. Posted it on Bike Talk Group? Yes. You could look up Britain Fundride 2018. Okay. And then you'll find it there just online. You've uh, been in the bike scene for a long time. From yes. Back from the L.A. bike scene. I mean, I don't know what the L.A. bike scene was before Bike Kitchen started, but that's... Yeah, could... uh I was working up here on Mahal and Coldwater at Tree People uh, doing uh, my beginnings of, of arboriculture. And uh, and I would take the bus all the way to Calstead, L.A., and I would take my bike part of the way. There was a guy, Aaron Salinger, who, oh, yeah. who kept on— He was on the show. Yeah, a couple of— 
weeks. So With Jimmy Lozama uh, from so, the Bike Kitchen. Yeah. So Aaron Salinger was going to Cal State LA as well, and he kept on like trying to find me because he he would see me, he would see my bike locked, and then when he would look down at his book or whatever, I would show up and take my bike. So he never knew who I was, but he was interested in telling me um, about critical mass and how I should do it. And he finally found me, and uh, we started talking. And uh, it took me about a year, I think, to do critical mass. And it was just the funnest thing I've ever done on bikes, you know? Never knew so many people. In, in that case, it was like 13. It was the beginning of critical mass in L.A. 13 people? 13 people. You know, sometimes we would get 15. It was exciting. Amazing. And... Uh, yeah, we would uh, start off in Los Feliz at the fountain and then uh-huh. ride over to Sunset and Silver Lake. Where's the fountain and in Los Feliz? Oh, by the by Griffith Park at Riverside. Yeah, and we would pick up another group that would sometimes wait at Sunset and in, uh, Silver Lake. And then we would go out and have dinner. And that was critical mass back then. Wow. Because it was such a small group that uh, we could actually go out into a restaurant, all of us, and have a seat. Wow. When Critical Mass fit in a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> now it's great. it's great. You know, it's uh-huh. like I don't do Critical Mass much, uh, but um, it's it's amazing how it's grown. And they have a police escort. Yeah. And when is it? Critical Mass now? It's still the last Friday of the month, and it starts at... Wilshire and Western at, I think, 7. Do you ever go? Very rarely, maybe once a year. I'm just too busy now, you know? I think mm-hmm. I did I did it already, so now I just, like, focus on myself a little more. What is your bike life like now? I get to ride to work. I work with a company called Tree Care LA. So I ride from Koreatown all the way to Inglewood to our shop mm-hmm. on... Mondays and Wednesdays, and then I throw my bike in uh, one of the trucks, and we drive off to wherever we're going, and then at the end of the day, they drive back to the shop, and I just get off and and ride my bike home uh, if it's closer or whatever is more convenient. And then I do my weekend, you know, shopping or whatever right around town. Maybe two years, three years ago, yeah. Two and a half. Uh, someone stole my commuter bicycle, and uh, I was left with this bike that was kind of not very commuter friendly, and certainly not um, um, touring. You know, I couldn't really tour on that bike. Luckily, we have the bicycle kitchen, and uh, I just went in there, asked for a lot of information because I've worked on everything on bikes. I've even built my own wheels with a dyno hub in the middle. And I've done a lot of the things that are bike-related, but never worked on a bottom bracket. <laughs> and so uh, Jim C., he uh, yeah. told me a few things, and then I, I gathered information from different people. And then the last thing was to put it on, and I didn't even know which tool to use. And so I got a lot of uh, advice at the Bicycle Kitchen. Thank you, Bicycle Kitchen. So do you ever go over there when now it's on Virgil and Fountain? I do, Yeah. Sometimes I go in and I end up like becoming a cook in, you know, like volunteering and helping other people out. And that's always fun. But, you know, I can't do it all the time. So 
I do it when I can, when I, especially when, if I need to work on my bike, then I go over and fix my problem, and then, uh, and then I help out whenever possible. So mainly your riding now is to the truck and back from the truck. Yeah. To yeah. home, which yeah. is... Koreatown. Koreatown, right. Okay. And you, you're up in the trees all the time. I climb a tree every day, five days a week. I climb minimum, like, five trees for sure. You, you have equipment for that. Yeah, we use ropes to climb in a harness. Some companies use spikes, and that damages the trunk of the tree. Huh, you wouldn't it's, think it, a tree people would use spikes that would harm the tree. Yeah, you would assume, but the industry is not very well regulated. There are some ANSI standards, which would be the American National Standards Institute for Arborists. Mr. Britton, whose uh, name is John Campbell Britton, mm -hmm. he uh, was participating in developing uh, some standards for arborists because it is a very dangerous endeavor and um, a lot of people don't know what they're doing and they end up hurting themselves or hurting the tree you know and there's like uh, all this work that gets done to plant a tree and take care of it and then it's big and tall and all of a sudden somebody comes with a chainsaw and does a very bad job on the tree and then we lose that value the standards were developed by a committee and they they get reviewed i think it's about every five years we get to read them and actually next week i have a an assignment to inform my crew uh, what I read on some standards. Mr. Britton worked doing that and also uh, getting people to come in and to, to his company and uh, train his employees, which is was something new at the time. Right now we have uh, something called EHAP, Electrical Hazards Awareness Program. We have to go and, and listen to these guys talk about electricity and trees and how we shouldn't get close to the power lines because uh again people get electrocuted because they weren't aware of uh, where the electricity was in the house or something like that just something very simple mm -hmm. could turn into a very huge tragedy huh. so the money that gets raised from this ride goes to education and it goes to research so these are all things that will benefit me and all of us in the future because you get a arborists that are more informed, and then we get research. I could read a paper that some um, student puts out about what happened with their project, and then I get to learn about that. So it comes back to me, and then I can go to a client and say, "Oh, these, this is what's happening with your tree, you know, mm -hmm. um, and this is what we can do to fix it." Or there's no solution; the tree's dead. Uh, I don't know if we should be talking about trees because it's bike talk, but, I mean, maybe this could be a spinoff. Trees and bikes, do they yeah, go together? Well, yes, absolutely. I'm doing this ride with uh, someone else, Allegra mm -hmm. Mautner, and um, she's in the Bay Area, and she works with uh, Friends of the Urban Forest, mm. uh, which is a nonprofit, 501c3. So she's going to do the ride in Santa Rosa with me, and then uh, after the conference that following weekend, She's organized a bike tree planting. So we're going to be riding on bikes uh, and planting trees in the, a neighborhood in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And so certainly it does, it does go together. And I think um, like sometimes uh, 
ride my bike and I feel like, gee, I just reduced my carbon footprint. Somebody could be planting a tree and that carbon footprint that I reduce is permanent. Nobody's going to change that. But somebody could go out and plant a tree and then not take care of it. And then the carbon footprint now became bigger. So I feel like biking is a, a sure way of reducing a carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. But trees also do it. They sequester carbon and all that stuff. So do we have anything like this in L.A.? Trees and bikes connecting them? Because I, th- I know that people tend to connect the things that interest them to bike rides. Mm-hmm. Well, the like ice cream bike ride, for like, example. Mm-hmm. Taco like ride. The taco ride. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that would you would seem to go together necessarily about tacos and biking or, <laughs> or donuts and biking or... The, what is that? The sweet ride? Is that what you're talking about? Or? I think so, yeah. And I have a, a ride where we stocked a little free libraries called the Street Librarian's Ride. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's just something natural about when people discover social riding to find ways of connecting it to whatever they're interested in. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what I did once was, because uh, I was working at Tree People, and I tried to do a tree care bike ride. So we would go do some tree care at a school and then ride our bicycles and I would organize an event that was uh, close by so we would ride to another place and do something else with the trees and then ride our bike somewhere else and do something else with the trees Mm. but the idea got shot down you know somebody Mm. was like oh insurance danger and uh, and all that bureaucracy uh, so I couldn't do it. Hopefully uh, there are new people and maybe they have more progressive ideas now and maybe that, that can happen maybe at some point. I did a Bike Summer 2005. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, Bike but, Summer. Uh, but I organized an event. The theme was let's ride our bikes to the school, do tree care there, and then ride away. And then that's how I got around this insurance thing where, you know, our director, executive director, didn't want us riding our bicycles from one event to another one because mm-hmm. that was like the fear that somebody might get injured mm-hmm. during that period. But he said it was okay if they ride to the event and then ride away. So that's how I did it. And there was a, a bike ride I did on 4th Street Bicycle Boulevard from La Brea to Wilton. We looked at trees along the way. Oh, great. Yeah. When was that? A long time ago? Yeah, five years ago, maybe. And so when was the last ride you personally were the leader on? Those bike rides are usually just me, myself. (laughs) The next one, I guess, or the last one was uh, I went to England and... uh, hung out with my friend, Ellen, and then I went to, to France, and I have a Hugo, a guy who I met tree climbing. He drove me down to the south of France, and then his friend's mom found out that I wanted to buy a bicycle on Craigslist and then tour France. Mm-hmm. And she's, her husband had passed away, and turns out he's my same height, and he had a bicycle that was rusting in the back, and she gave it to me. And I picked it up, and got new tires for it, and uh, and then I rode from Bordeaux all the way to um, Paris, which was amazing, fun, sleeping under the bridge in Cognac and by a church in some other small town. I can't remember what the name of that town was. 
Have you done a lot of bike touring? The ISA has a conference, the International Society of Arboriculture, every year also. And that one is like wherever in the world they pick. Usually it's in the U.S. Theirs was uh, in uh, Toronto. I flew my bike to Toronto with my partner at the time. And uh, and we rode from Toronto all the way to Brooklyn. Whoa, so great. We went to the Niagara Falls. Amazing. And it was, it was just the... The Finger Lakes, wow. beautiful. Seneca Falls, yes, it's it was beautiful, and uh, it poured. How long did it, that take? Nine days. Sounds like a beautiful trip. It was, yeah. It was it was nice. You see parts of New York that are like farms, and you know you don't see the skyscrapers. Uh, you see a lot of uh, agriculture. It was cool. It was nice experience. My mission right now is to complete. California. So I did the AIDS ride a long time ago, and I rode from San Francisco to LA. And I've ridden from LA to San Diego, but I want to do the northern part, and that's what I'm going to do this April 13th. I'm going to fly out to Medford, and I'm going to bike down the coast to Santa Rosa, Hmm. do the bike ride, the fundraiser, Mm -hmm. Britain fun ride, and then a conference, and then ride my bike to San Francisco, and that'll connect that part. Santa Rosa is right near San Francisco? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like 60 miles away. Wow, that sounds great. I got to start doing more touring. (laughs) I haven't done much. Yeah, so do you have tips for traveling on a bike? I usually forget something. So what I've been doing lately is uh, I just set everything down. I have two panniers a sleeping bag and a tent and then all my toiletries and like clothes for like five days at least and I like I like to see it and I like to do it a day before so you spread that, it out yeah on the ground on, on the floor yeah you know and I realize at night oh I don't have something you know that I really want to take and I like cast iron skillets so <laughs> carry a cast mm-hmm. iron skillet sometimes you do your cooking? You yeah, the yeah. stove? Mm. Yeah. So it's a lot of camping. Yeah. So the last few long distance rides that I've done, there's been a hotel somewhere in between. But uh, mostly I like to stay camping somewhere. So when would you camp out and when would you go to a hotel? Whenever it's convenient. So one time we did a, yeah, it was a really long day and we couldn't find a place to camp. And uh, we just found the first hotel. That's the one we stayed at. Mostly you would find a place to camp. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a great trip. So it's April. Is that spring? April? I think so. April showers, May flowers. So it's like pre-spring. Yeah. And what's the weather like up there? I'm just crossing my fingers. and Hopefully everything's going to be okay. It's probably nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're not asking for people to come ride because it's kind of late for people to get their stuff together? I think so. They could stay tuned for next year but you are asking for support yeah for sure if you can donate please visit britain fund ride 2018 and you'll find a picture of a huge redwood it's called amigos del bosque and that's my team and uh, allegra's team i want uh, a jersey for that (laughs) is there a jersey they do make a a jersey for all of us and it has the britain fund ride on it and it has like a company sponsors in the back like uh, some other tree care companies that want to get their name out there Mm -hmm. they print the back with that and what does the britain fund do it's for the the money goes to 
education and research. Yeah. For in arboriculture. Arboriculture. Yeah. They give out grants to people who conduct experiments on trees and research on trees and they fund educational programs like tree circus and and other things. What's a tree circus? It's two guys. One is a champion tree climber and the other one, I don't know, he's just an arborist. But they're very funny together and they go talk to students about trees and how important they are. You've mentioned you met somebody tree climbing and you tree climb for your work. Is that the same kind of tree climbing? No, good question. There's a recreational tree climbing and there's an organization called the Recreational Tree Climbers International. They're based out in Atlanta, Georgia. They organize their own events once a year. There's a pilot, there's some arborists, there's like just general people that are into tree climbing. There are people that don't know how to use a chainsaw, but they love tree climbing. And they gather together and camp or use a cabin or whatever. And they usually pick out a really cool place with lots of nice trees. The first time I went to one was in uh, Santa Cruz. And I got Mm -hmm. to climb a huge redwood. It was amazing. When you start, you see all these people and there's like 20 people climbing the tree. And then when I got to the very top, I couldn't hear anyone. It was like I was in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't hear anyone. And but I knew they were all down below me. You know, like it was that climbing also. It was a huge tree, and it was what's called a fairy circle. There's like an old redwood that was cut down a hundred years ago or something, and then there's some sprouts that come out the sides of the bark where the bark was in that area and so it forms a circle Hmm. and they call it a fairy circle so you got like a one tree but it's like five sprouts or whatever in a circle but this one had three they called it a trinity tree and so i was on one of them Hmm. and it was like a 200 feet tall it was enormous so the tree they were growing around must have been Way bigger, yeah. Bigger it than that. It, yeah, it was a giant. Did people use tools? They're not just climbing with your bare hands. You no, have... no. So we have ropes that we set up on the tree. And if you could imagine, a rope is pretty heavy, so you can't just throw it over. So we have people that use huge slingshots to shoot a ball, like a heavy ball, with a thin string. And that goes over the branch. And then you pull the rope with that string over the branch that you want to climb. Some people use a bow and arrow, and some people just throw it with their hands and then set their rope. So yeah, there's uh, lots of tools that we use and uh, different knots. Um, Some come from the sailing industry, um, take some of those knots and climb with them. There's a, a knot called a Blake's hitch. When you rest on that, it locks. So if you just jump off of a branch, it'll lock. But if you press down on the top part of it, it'll allow you to slide down. And if you push up on it, you can go up and ascend. It has three uses. That's a really nice beginner's knot. How about if I suggest that you start a ride in L.A. where you go to multiple trees and do tree climbing? That sounds great. There you go. We could have everyone with a saddle a saddle? You mean a bike saddle? Or? Yeah. So the saddle is uh, something that you wear. A harness. Um, a, a harness, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You use that, and then you 
clip onto that with a carabiner. If we can get five of them, they're very expensive. I know a few uh, rock climbers that have some, but the rock climbing ones are very thin. So usually you're climbing on a rock, so all your weight is on the rock, not on the harness. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're tree climbing, all your weight is on the harness, so mm -hmm. it's nice to have a little padding. There are different saddles for climbing trees. So five people can go on the ride if you can get yeah, five saddles. Yeah, I could muster up five saddles. All right, cool. Well, we now we got a <clears throat> new ride going to happen. Yeah, sounds good. Friends of the trees. We can call it that. Friends of the bosque. Yeah, the bosque. <laughs> okay, Oscar, well, it's great having you on. Thank you for getting in touch and cover the basics again about your ride. So it's the Britain Fund Ride. I'm raising $650 with a bunch of other cyclists. Britain Fund uses that money to promote tree health through research and education. Mr. Britain was a very highly regarded arborist in California. And uh, when he passed away, the Western chapter decided to create this fund. And it's developed into what is now a bike ride also. And, uh, we're going to have a conference in uh, Santa Rosa. And that's where the bike ride will be, April 23rd. Thank you so much. If you can donate, look up Britain Fun Ride 2018. I'm with Allegro Mountner from Friends of the Urban Forest. Uh, we're a team and we're Amigos del Bosque. It's the team with a picture of a big redwood in it. So thank you very much. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 